0: Welcome to Words to Encourage, the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church of Grove City, Ohio. Everyone needs encouragement. We all need to be uplifted. With today's encouragement, here's our pastor, Stan Slater. With smile, a bright sunny smile.
1: Welcome to Words to Encourage. This is the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church. We are located in Grove City, Ohio, and I'm Brother Slayball. Well, good Wednesday to you, and you know what that means. It's church tonight, and boy, we look forward to our midweek service this evening, last one of February, and we'll have one last testimony. I love my church testimony. We look forward to that tonight and our Bible study together the children's clubs at meet, and it's always a great time on Wednesday night. God of a family reunion right in the middle of the week and uh, we'll have a great time together this evening 6:30 for our service here On the English side, the Spanish church meets uh, right behind us in our fellowship hall, and they meet at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, and certainly we invite our Spanish-speaking folks out uh, to be in that service this evening. And uh, we wrap up February. Tomorrow we got the leap year, so tomorrow we have an extra day, February 29, and then Friday we'll turn the calendar over to the month of March, and spring is right around the corner, and I'm ready. And I think many of you are as well. Listen, if your Bible's nearby, I want you to go to Genesis 24. Genesis 24. Now, time does not allow us to read the whole chapter, but I'll tell you what's happening here is Abraham has called his servant uh, to his house and, and said, I want you to go back to my kindred, and take a wife for my son Isaac. And uh, so he gets the servant and gives him instruction. And the Bible, I'll pick it up in verse 10 of Genesis 24. The servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia under the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water, and let it come to pass. That the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder." And so here comes Rachel and, of course, uh, Rebecca, rather. And he uh, chooses Rebecca. God leads him to choose Rebecca to bring her home to Isaac. It's a fascinating chapter, fascinating story. I hope you'll take time to read it. But I want to talk to you a little bit today about receiving God's guidance. Uh, uh, How does God guide you? You know, I remember reading about a flight attendant uh, who was vacationing in the Rockies. She was captivated by the, by the uh, mountain peaks and the blue skies and the sweet-smelling pines. And, 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 well, she was also charmed by a very eligible bachelor who operated a cattle ranch there and lived in a big log cabin. By the end of the week, Mr. Wonderful had proposed to her. Well, it all happened so fast, she needed a little time, she said, and she decided to go uh, back home and to her job with the airline. And somehow she would be guided to make the right decision. Well, it was the very next day, she's working a flight and wondering what to do, and she went into the restroom to splash some water on her face, and the plane encountered turbulence. And the sign in the restroom lit up, and you know what it said, return to the cabin. And so she did, to the cabin back in the Rockies, (laughs) And, and that was her sign from God. I mean... A preacher thought he was called to preach, and, 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 and he didn't do so well. He really, really wasn't, wasn't very good at what he, was, what he thought he was called to. And uh, one of the men in the church afterwards says, how do you know you're called to preach? And he said, well, I, saw, I was out plying the field on the farm, and I saw these letters written in the sky. It said G-P-C, and I knew that meant go preach Christ and, and, and the man said, son, I think you misread it. It meant go plow corn. <laughs> How do you get God's guidance? How do you know God is guiding you? How can we be certain? Can we be certain we're in God's will with the decisions we make? Genesis 24, Abraham's servant is getting the bride for Isaac. And there's some principles about God's guidance that we find here in Genesis 24. Number one, the first way to know God's guidance is to know his word. Know God's word. You'll never know God's will and God's purposes until you know God's word. He'll direct our actions and our decisions by his word. That's why he gave us his word. So uh, Abraham sends a servant on the journey. And by the way, the very reason he sent him on the journey was because he wanted he didn't want him to marry a heathen girl. Isaac must marry and have children. And, and that covenant blessing that went to Abraham will then go to Isaac. And so Abraham takes the action. He's looking for a wife for his son. And, and by the way, you, you have to move. It's hard to guide something is isn't moving. And again, the search for this woman, the search for this wife, is not based on human reasoning. It's based on God's word. He knew that God wasn't going to bless a marriage if his son married a Canaanite woman. He knew of God's future judgment on the people of Canaan. And so he knew not to get a wife from there. You see, when you get a knowledge of God's word, you get a knowledge of his principles. And so you have to know his principles. God's not going to guide you to go against the principles of his word. So you must know the word of God. Number two, you must be committed to do his will. Uh, Once Abraham told the servant what he wanted to do, the servant said, all right, I'll do it. The servant didn't say, oh, what do I do? What's plan B? What if God's plan fails? What if your plan fails? It doesn't matter. Uh, There was no plan B. That's the plan. You don't leave without a bride for Isaac. Are you committed to God's plan? Are you committed to God's will? It's not, well, God, show me what you want me to do, then I'll decide whether I want to do it. No, no, no. You have to say, I'm willing to do thy will, O Lord. God guides us when we're committed to do his will and not our own will. Really, the problem isn't always knowing God's will. It's giving up our will. And so no matter how difficult it may be to do his will or how difficult it may be to give up our will, are we willing to do that to do God's will? Are we willing to trust in the Lord with all our heart? And lean not to our own understanding? In all our ways to acknowledge Him and let Him direct our path? Do I seek God's will or do I seek approval of my will? Do I seek God's plan or do I just seek approval of my plan? God will work supernaturally in your life to bring about His plans. He did certainly here with with Rebecca, but, but only... When you're committed completely and totally to his will. So what do you do to receive God's guidance? You have to know his word. You have to be committed to his will. And number three, you have to trust God's ways. Trust God's ways. Uh, The servant loaded everything up and trusted what Abraham told him. Totally committed to the way of God, to the will of God. Completely trusting in him. Trusting the promise. You know, trust is always based on a promise. Trust isn't placed on a personal desire. Many many trust that they, they think, well, if I just trust in God, he'll give me what I want, or he'll give me what I desired. No, God honors those who trust in his word. God honors those who trust his promises. The God honors those who trust his principles. It was an unlikely circumstance. It's a five hundred mile journey. Now that's not necessarily a big deal for us in this day, but in that day it was. And, and then to meet a qualified young woman from Abraham's family and then convince her to leave her family and travel with him 500 miles to marry a man she's never met. Think about that. No way! No chance! It can't happen. But Abraham tells the servant, and he sends his angel to guide and provide. You're not, you're not trusting your own understanding. You're trusting God's promises. Trust his promises as far as marriage and ministry and work. Trust God's way, not your way. Trust God's will, not your will. His ways are not our ways. And so I don't need to tell God how he has to do it. I'll just trust his way that he knows best. And so we trust God's ways, receiving God's guidance by knowing his word, by being committed to his will, by trusting his way, and then by praying for wisdom. And that's what we read today. We read his prayer to God, that God would lead him, that God would have the right woman come out to draw water for him and for the animals. The servant didn't assume to know he would recognize when God had provided, so he prayed. The servant arrives at the perfect time and the perfect place to meet a young unmarried woman coming out to draw water. Think about that, a 500-mile trip, and he got there right at the right time. What luck. (laughs) No, not luck. God's guidance. God arranges the circumstances of life so his will can be fulfilled. Abraham's knowledge of God's word. Abraham committed to the will of God. Abraham trusting in God's way. And listen, that's not going to go in vain. your your knowledge of his word, your commitment to his will, your trusting his ways, it won't be in vain either. God will give you his guidance. God will lead you and guide you. When we came to Bible Baptist Church, it would be 19 years this October, God directed us. Unlikely place for us to go. Unlikely for this church to call us to be the pastor. Uh... Uh, We look back and, and there's only one explanation. God, God was in it. And those 15 people that voted us to be the next pastor, God was in it. But we see now, as we look back over 19 years almost, that God has directed our path and he's continuing to do so. We have to decide that God knows what's best and that God wants to guide us and we have to desire his guidance you know, God promises wisdom to those of us who ask. God promises wisdom to those who ask. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. You, here he is in a new new place, a new city, new town, and he's he, he got to find somebody, and he's got to see who's going to come. And you know what? God directed him to the right person. So I'm thankful. Listen. No matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, God knows. You know, God knows the end from the beginning. We don't always know how things are going to turn out, but God knows how they're going to turn out. So let's trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Let's lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him and let him direct our path, receiving God's guidance. Know his word, be committed to his will, trust his way, and pray. Ask for God's wisdom, and you'll receive guidance from God. Well, we all need that, do we not? We don't know how quite how to navigate this old world and this life, but God sure does. And uh, wherever he leads, I'll go. Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Remember the two words that Jesus said to every, each man that he called? Follow me follow me my sheep hear my voice and they follow me that's all i'm doing just following christ uh the sheep doesn't have to know where they're going he's got to trust the shepherd and that's what we have to do today so i hope you do it this wednesday let's follow him and receive his guidance well hope you have a great wednesday uh enjoy the the uh, temperatures dropping right now we're in for a little bit of a cold spell here tomorrow but then warming back up beautifully for the weekend and springtime's coming Well, I look forward to seeing some of you in church tonight. Uh, That'll be 6.30 this evening. And the rest of us will come back for our broadcast tomorrow. All right? And we'll talk about a good name. And until tomorrow, this is Brother Slayball reminding you, be good to everyone. Because everyone's having a tough time.
0: Thank you for listening today. If this broadcast was an encouragement to you, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us by email at pastor at bbcgrovecity.org, or you can call us at area code 614-875-2190. We invite you to visit us at the Bible Baptist Church at 2758 Home Road in Grove City, Ohio. Our service times are Sunday morning at 930 for Sunday school and 1030 for the morning worship service. We meet back together at 5:30 for our evening service, and on Wednesday at 6:30 p.m. We also host the Bridge to Recovery Ministry, a faith-based recovery program bringing transformation to hurting people and our community. We meet every Thursday at 6:30 in the evening. You can find more information at our website about this and other ministries of Bible Baptist Church at bbcgrowcity.org. We hope that today these were truly words to encourage. Words to Encourage is paid for by the generous members and supporters of the Bible Baptist Church in Grove City, Ohio. The joy of serving Jesus Christ.